Hey, good evening, my friends. What's happening? It's friggin' Monday night. Nice little 63 degrees. Had, leaving the office now. Busy day, good, productive day. Helped a lot of people. Put some smiles on some faces, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Listen, I want to get right to it this uh, episode. I was inspired by the uh, David Goggins experience this weekend or what the news had reported regarding his uh, running the, the fucking, is it, not the bad water, Moab, the Moab 240, 240 miles over however many days these folks ran uh, in Utah, seems like probably across multiple states, but Utah would be good enough. Nice and scenic, mountainous terrain. You got some friggin' upgrades, some downgrades, some treacherous terrain, potentially. And a lot of these fast movers, ultra-marathoners, this will probably be their ultimate accomplishment, right? To run this Moab 240. It sounds crazy, but hey, people push themselves marathon is not good enough. They got to do a hundred miler. I know uh, one of my buddy's wives has done these hundred milers. She just loves it. I think once you've done that, it's probably like a meditative experience, some sort of out of body experience where you're pushing yourself farther than what your body should be able to endure. And then it's all about the mind. Uh, So David Goggins, anybody who's unfamiliar with him, I don't know, you you must have your head up your ass. But he is a former Navy SEAL and did all kinds of crazy schooling and cool shit there. He's also um, uh, got the record for consecutive pull-ups. Forget how many thousand that he did. He did a fucking lot of them. Can do pull-ups all day long. He's lean and mean like no one you've ever met and driven. He wrote a book called Can't Hurt Me, or something like that, Can't Kill Me. And essentially the guy comes from a pretty shitty upbringing. His dad was abusive, physically, mentally, beat the shit out of him and his mom. Tough situation. He also found himself in these predicaments in the military. I don't think he saw much combat, but he you know, did all the training, did all the schools, buds three times. I think he gave got injured, got recycled, um, had to complete these uh, very rigorous schools, Ranger School, uh, Delta Force Selection, and etc., etc. The guy is a friggin' physical specimen, and his mind is, he's just crazy. He's got a horrible mouth, far worse than mine, and he's motivating. A lot of people turn to this guy as like a like a physical training god, like a lifestyle change god, like a unfuck yourself god, an example of grit and determination and no quit. And he's been all over the podcast. I was listening to Rich Roll podcast. He was on Rich Roll's podcast who I have no no fucking idea what Rich Roll his accomplishments are or what his credentials are, but he seems like a pretty um intellectual character, knowledgeable dude, and I like his format to the podcast, 
We've got some great guests on there too. So check out Rich Roll's video podcast on YouTube. He's on been on um, Joe Rogan podcast a couple times at least. Joe uh, friggin' David Goggins is unbelievable, dude. So there's his Facebook page uh, about his book Can't Hurt Me, and it's a support group where people go on there and talk about the runs that they're doing and the physical training that they're doing and their challenges in life and how David inspires them or what we call Goggins is like this larger-than-life heroic character. So definitely a special guy. He ran this 240 this weekend or this over the weekend and while most of us were at barbecues and birthday kids' birthday parties and family reunions and other fall festivals and shit. He was running uh, through the friggin' desert of Utah suffering. And the guy, part of his beauty, the, the magic, his uh, secret to success, the secret ingredient is essentially suffering. He found that a lot of the things that people are scared of, it's about pain, it's about suffering, they don't want to suffer, they don't want to, they shrink, they shrivel up, they flee when they run into a tough situation uh, or they quit on themselves. It's very common. So he said at one point in his life, he's like, fuck this. I'm going to, you're not going to, you know, you can't kill me. You can't, I'm not going to quit. I'm going to make, I'm going to be stubborn in this way. I'm going to, uh, to never quit, to never give you the satisfaction. Maybe I'm sure, um, by extension, not give his abusive father the satisfaction of torturing him or not taking every lick that he could deal out, something like that. He learned that through pain and through these trials, through doing things that suck, embracing the suck essentially, that he was able to conquer a lot of things in life. Talks about how strong the mind is, it's far stronger than the body, Uh, but most people don't realize that. They never delve into that. Instead, they run scared. So he runs this this uh, 240 miler over the weekend. He's in the lead, uh, or he's in second place uh, early on and throughout the first however many tens of miles. And at some point, you can imagine you're out and there's freaking running through the desert in Utah. He took a wrong turn. And he went like 10 miles or more, 15 miles off into the wrong direction. And meanwhile, everybody else is running. Somehow they found the right path. So he got lost, essentially. And found himself kind of like, when he, when he learned that he, got, he was lost, basically his road sounded like his, his path came to an end. And he's like, what the fuck? You know? So he's got maybe a pacer with him. Sounds like somebody that he would run with that would assist him, keep him motivated, keep him on track, and for safety, maybe, buddy system. I'm not really sure about these ultra marathons, but it makes sense to have somebody to run with. And they're hauling ass off in the wrong direction. Oh, there's nothing fucking worse than that. So he gets lost in the desert. They locate him. Apparently, you can, with your cell phone, you can tap into GPSs and, and learn you know, see where you're at. And he wasn't getting service where he was going, so he assumed he wasn't going in the right direction. And the GPS led him astray, and now he's off in the middle of nowhere. He learns of this. He 
turns around and runs back the 10 miles that he came, and then he's back on the track. They make sure that he's heading in the right direction, and he's doing what he calls taking souls. That is where uh, you're out there and you're fighting, you're competing against yourself and other people, and if he sees somebody on a race, let's say you're running a 5K, and you're able to get your wind, and you're, you're moving at a high rate of speed, well, you're going to catch up to some people, and you're going to pass them. And you feel, you know, the boost that that gives you, that you are running faster than somebody else, or you're exceeding your expectations, when he sees somebody off in the distance, and he's catching up with them, he's taking souls, he's passing them. And it's, it's a pretty cool method. I think everybody does that. If you've ever run a race, it feels good to be passing people and it's like you're winning, you know, you're, you're, you're doing well. So he coined that phrase, taking souls. And it's pretty cool, if not morbid, whatever. Um, this is life. And so Goggins is out there, he freaking gets lost 10, 15 miles in the wrong direction. They get him on track, now he's back on track, he's taking souls, he's passing, and they're like, oh my god, on this thread, people are like, oh my god, Goggins, he's back on the on the course, and he's... He's, uh, he, he was 26th, and now he's, you know, 10th or something. I think at some point they, they stopped him, essentially. They're like, all right, the time is up, or you can't go on anymore. I think he, he was uh, coming down with pulmonary edema, which is a byproduct of training and running at altitude, also pushing yourself beyond your physical limit. So he would have kept going and could put himself at risk and perhaps die up on this course. And they're trying to make it safe, even though it's a very extreme competition, right? So they say he's DNF, does not finish. Next year he can come back. Well, it's unfortunate because he could have potentially won the race. And the guy is such a dominant character that everybody, that his entire cult army is rooting for him. Oh, he's like, he's superhuman, and the guy kind of is, in a way, in that he does things that he's un, he's uncommon among uncommon individuals, like he's so fucking in shape and driven, even among those who are fit and driven, he's fucking the cream of the crop, so he doesn't, you don't tell Goggins that he's not going to get DNF'd, does not finish this race, but it was for his, you know, for the health of it that they did that and to make sure that he makes it home essentially and for the uh, the integ integrity of the race as well right so <clears throat> what is the lesson here i wonder first of all i think that the fact that he got lost sucks now he there's a story apparently back when he was in uh, and he, he actually on the podcast i was listening to Rich Roll's podcast, he's talking about how when he went for Delta Force selection, the big part of the deal is land navigation. So you got a map and a compass and you got to finish at this checkpoint or whatever and hit all these checkpoints in a given period of time. And he got lost, as happens. He fucking got lost on the Delta Force selection. Um, off in the wilderness somewhere, and by the time he made it back, I guess he made it back technically within a, with a minute to spare. But they said, "All right, you're, you know, whatever. You're not good enough." So they sent him away. Just 
very these are very strict, harsh competitions and selections where you're a freaking you're a special forces guy, man. You're a freaking uh, high speed, low drag individual, and they have standards. And if you fuck up, they're going to send you away for whatever reason. You know, you can't swim. Okay, you're going to be recycled. Maybe you get another shot out of it. Most people wouldn't come back. He keeps coming back. So, despite David Goggins getting DNF'd out of this crazy race, 240 miles, his entire following are like, man, this guy's fucking nuts. He was still, he was still running. He was still, he wasn't going to quit. You know, he, he was taking souls up to the last minute. They stopped him. These things happen, man. And, uh, it, it, in most people's eyes, it only makes him more of a god. He's a special guy. So hats off to David Goggins for being such an inspiration to so many people, for being such a physical and mental um, icon that folks can turn to and aspire to be just a little bit like. Most of us, if we're just a little bit like David Goggins, have a little bit of his characteristics take something away from him and his character um, we're in good shape we're going to succeed in life and so hats off to the guy he's fucking awesome uh, furthermore just a couple more thoughts on this guy and this experience Get, getting lost alright not all who wander are lost alright so David Guys like David Goggins, human beings with his uh, makeup, are truly extraordinary individuals. And they're not perfect. And they fucking fail every day. But they keep going. They keep trying. They never quit. And I think that that is the most important thing. All these individuals, I'm listening to him on this podcast, he's talking about all the, the masses of people who are inspired people who've got eating disorders and people who are, are overweight and have been abused in various ways. They look to him as somebody who, who, you know, had the same problems. And he did. He was fat. He was a loser. He was unaccepted. He was driven by his ego. He learns every day. And so he's got a big book deal. He self-published a book. He's made probably millions off of that. Um, he has won all these competitions. He was a SEAL. He was a, he's a went through Ranger School, Delta Force Selection, Air uh, Para Air Paratran Paratroop. Uh, what the fuck they call it? Um, Air Force Para Rescue Training. He did all this shit despite having a shitty upbringing, and you know not a lot of opportunity and a very kind of a, a shit deal early on in life. And he keeps going. And so the moment you start thinking though, I think that he would, he would, he's probably going to fill everybody in publicly at some point about the, you know, what exactly happened, but this isn't going to deter the guy. He actually likes doing things that are, um, that are miserable. He likes going out there and and training in the heat and pushing his body and his mind. He does that for fun. 
And so this is only going to make him um, more of a winner. And so it should. You know, that should be the case. He's a phenomenal guy. He's obviously, uh, I don't know, it's not something that, uh, that everybody should do, but to live the way that he lives. I'm sure that there are some byproducts of it, some instabilities, you know, when you do this, engage in this sort of training and you're a spec, spec ops guy and you've done all these crazy things and broken all these records, I don't know what you do, you know, when, at what point you throttle back, what, uh, what do you do for fun, what do you do in your leisure time, are you able to relax, or you always got to run, go run, you know, 30 miles before breakfast, people are always, whether or not that, that he's completely able to chill out, and whatever, hang out with his kids, or his someday grandkids, he's always going to be that David Goggins, hey David, do, do 50 pull-ups, you know, He's an extraordinary character, but everybody bends and everybody breaks eventually. This guy is going to get back up, and he's going to continue. And that is admirable. It's a pleasure to watch people like this. To watch them strive, and win, and lose, and fail, and succeed, and inspire other people. I think we all can be like this to a degree. We can all be a um, teachers, examples. We can all set the example, leadership by example, with the way we live in small ways. You don't have to friggin' run 240 miles like David Goggins. You don't have to suffer like that. But you're going to suffer in your own way. Whether you are overweight or you're sick in some way, whether you have mental illness or you hate your job or you hate school or you've had a shitty upbringing or whatever your situation, whatever your predicament, we all have these challenges. And every day we have an opportunity to stand up to them and compete with ourselves, with others and put ourselves out there and some days we're going to fall short and David Goggins fell short this weekend whichever way you friggin uh, you figure He should have won that race. He he might not have taken that wrong turn, but this is what happened to him. He's not his situation, though. He freaking turned around, got back on course, and continued the fight, continued the struggle. And if for safety reasons they hadn't stopped him, then he'd still be out there running. He'd be like a fucking Terminator with his last breath, with his last friggin' molecule of ATP, adenosine triphosphate. He would drive on. And we can kind of cobble that together, a little the essence of David Goggins in our own lives, I believe, and do special things. I've done some things that I'm very proud of. 
but uh, you know, I, every day is still a struggle. And the struggle gives you something to shoot for, something to, uh, a method to rise to the occasion, an opportunity to rise to the occasion. All kinds of stoic philosophies come to mind. The Obstacle is the Way is a good book. Um, these predicaments we find ourselves in, these situations, they give us an opportunity to um, meet the mark, to strive, to overcome every day. And unfortunately, the situations that we find ourselves in are not always as simple as putting one foot in front of the other and running a foot race, even though that and not to, not the slight is physical challenges and all that stuff. But some of the biggest challenges in life aren't physical; they're mental, you know, or they're itches that you can't scratch. They involve dealing with other people and and overcoming those obstacles. It's, it's tough. But what a freaking tremendous guy! What a what an awesome example that David Goggins is. And there's so many other awesome examples. Uh, people in our lives, teachers, co-workers, uh, leaders in various fields that we can look up to, and they're very inspiring, but you know what? They're not perfect. They have the same freaking struggles that we do. Um, I had a thought. Let me fucking get on this. Oh, somebody tells me today that my wife, who's a, I mean, just a phenomenal individual, I really lucked out when I went on that blind date 13 years ago with Amanda Donnelly. So she's a special education teacher and one of my, my friends. Uh, their daughter is in her class. Spend some time with her. And Mandy's very kind and she helps her the, the girl out. The girl hates school and essentially said, you know, if it wasn't for Mrs. Oberst, I don't know what I'd do. She's kind to her. She gave her a freaking something to eat when she was starving, like a granola bar to get her, you know. Sometimes the little comforts we can give people to make make students or coworkers or the people in our lives honored, feel comforted, feel supported. Those little things that we can do, they add up and they really can make a difference in someone's day. And so my wife is a fucking hero. She helps people. She makes people feel good. She makes people want to be in school and want to learn. And so this guy basically said, you know, your wife is awesome. She's, my daughter loves her. And so that makes me feel good. We can all put points on the board for the home team, and we should try to do that every day. Maybe if we, may, if we looked at life like David Goggins, like just understanding, anticipating that tomorrow there are going to be challenges to meet. And what am I going to do? Like imagine that, that uh, uh, Goggins says he does a lot of visualization. For instance, he had envisioned himself crossing the finish line in a race before, you know, he'd even run the race. He, not for telling the future, he's envisioning the task complete. I think we all do that in our own way, but if we were to be able to, um, to do more of that, to behave that way every morning when we wake up, go through your friggin' little list of things you need to do, and then find a, uh, the method to best accomplish those things, well, that is awesome, and we can do it.
Because every freaking day there are challenges, right? Whatever they are. It's the end of a long day, and I'm sitting in my driveway in, in the pickup, waxing philosophical about ways to freaking go out there and take souls. And some days you're going to feel like it's your soul that's taken. But, man, sure is nice to find that there are people out there that function as such an inspiration for the population. Whether this person is your teacher or a sports figure or a, um, a leader in your field or um, your friend, family member. There are some tremendous individuals out there. And we can be those individuals. We can make the plays, make somebody feel good, support them, give them a little bit of what we have, give them a little bit of the momentum that we might possess. Look at this fucking guy out here running through the neighborhood at 8 o'clock at night in the dark, taking souls. He don't want to be out there doing this shit, but look, he's freaking driven. I wonder if I know him. Probably wondering what the fuck I'm doing sitting in the truck. Anyway, go out there and take some souls tomorrow, motherfuckers. All right? Look up the podcast with Rich Roll and or Joe Rogan Experience on David Goggins. Learn about this guy. There's no way you can't be inspired. He's just a special dude. Overlook the uh, foul mouth and all that bullshit because there's a, a tremendous message there. And we could all used to be a little bit like this guy, just a little bit, all right, and heal up better than new Goggins, get back on the trail and kick ass, take names, not all who wander are lost, huh!